1: Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman.
0: The liturgical scripture readings for the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. You duped me, O Lord. And I let myself be duped. You were too strong for me and you triumphed all the day. I am an object of laughter. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I must cry out. Violence and outrage is my message. The word of the Lord has brought me derision and reproach all the day. I say to myself, I will not mention him. I will speak in his name no more. But then it becomes like fire burning in my heart imprisoned in my bones i grow weary holding it in i cannot endure it the word of the lord
1: thanks be to god the responsorial psalm my soul is thirsting for you o lord my god
0: my soul is thirsting for you o lord my god
1: o god you are my god whom i seek for you my flesh pines And my soul thirsts like the earth parched lifeless and without water
0: my soul is thirsting for you o lord my god
1: thus have i gazed toward you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory for your kindness is a greater good than life my lips shall glorify you
0: my soul is thirsting for you o lord my god
1: thus will i bless you while i live lifting up my hands i will call upon your name As with the riches of a banquet shall my soul be satisfied, and with exultant lips my mouth shall praise you.
0: My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God.
1: You are my help, and in the shadow of your wings I shout for joy. My soul clings fast to you, your right hand upholds me.
0: My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, your spiritual worship. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew
0: glory to you O Lord
1: Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him God forbid Lord no such thing shall ever happen to you he turned and said to Peter get behind me Satan you are an obstacle to me For the Son of Man will come with his angels in his Father's glory, and then he will repay all according to his conduct. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Kevin, here we are in the month of September already. What happened to summertime?
1: Well, it's gone now, I guess. It's evaporated. (laughs) We're into September.
0: (laughs) And we're looking at Labor Day this following Monday. And I want to make a quick uh, comments about Labor Day and and what it all means. So on Labor Day, of course, we're going to experience that uh, most government offices will be closed. Now, Labor Day was declared a national holiday in 1894 by President Grover Cleveland. And as early as 1869, President Ulysses S. Grant issued a proclamation guaranteeing a stable wage and an eight-hour work date. But that was only for government workers. This was an incentive for private sector workers to lobby for the same. And by 1890, the federal government began tracking workers' hours and found that the average laborer worked 100 hours a week.
1: 100 hours a week? That's a lot, yeah. Oh my gosh. But it
0: wasn't until 1938 about 40 years after the first official Labor Day was proclaimed, was celebrated that Congress amended the Fair Labor Standards Act and created the 40-hour work week.
1: Wow, that's an amazing history. It is. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, please, and and I certainly sometimes think of Labor Day as a chance to get some things done around the house. So I don't listen to my advice. Let's do take some time to rest because we labor very hard. We do. Yes, we do. Uh, there's also some exciting news this weekend, and that is... We, Carla, are celebrating our 18th year anniversary of the Sunday Commentary. But I
0: haven't been around all 18 Not years. Not <laughs> all 18
1: years, but now uh 10 or so. A- I think?
0: Almost a al- yep, almost, almost 11, 11 maybe. Yeah. Yes.
1: And so uh to all of our listeners, thank you very much. Of course, a huge thanks to Pat Ryan and all the staff here at Day Radio. We are so thankful to be able to do this, but our first uh First uh, recording was Labor Day of 2005.
0: Wow, what a blessing. Yeah, Yeah. it really
1: is a blessing. And so much it's helped me and my faith so much. Yeah, Yeah. I enjoy it. Uh, We do also have a feast day on September 8th, and that is the Feast of the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And normally, as folks know, most times the feast days are of the death of a saint. Uh, We actually have three nativities that we celebrate in our church calendar. Of course, this one, the Blessed Virgin Mary. We have John the Baptist and... Jesus, our our Lord and Savior. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the eighth is a big deal that way. And we now have a reading from Jeremiah. This is not, he's going through some tough times.
0: We do. And we're going to hear woven into all our readings for this Sunday. is the theme of the ongoing suffering and persecution that we're all met with when we try to live God-centered, faithful lives. And The the reading begins with this prayer of Jeremiah, and it's just heart-wrenching. You know, Jeremiah was hated by the elite for speaking out against the sinful lifestyle that they practiced. And many of the Israelites were also following suit. And he had become the focus of public ridicule, mocked, beaten, and rejected. And this was all because he had the courage to speak the truth and call sin a sin. Now, today, there's something that's called cancel culture within a celebrity or where a celebrity is being publicly mocked and left out and just try to cancel, ridiculed, slandered, whatever, for holding beliefs and speaking out on topics that run contrary to popular ideation it's just a sophisticated form of schoolyard bullying when you stop and think about it you know this is what the popular kids they make the calls about who gets to sit with them at the lunch table and who doesn't right
1: yeah exactly and and jeremiah i think uses a very interesting word here he says you duped me O lord and i let myself be duped Uh, actually in greek it's the word seduced which would be to attract someone into a course of action and as you mentioned, you know, Jeremiah was being ridiculed by the very people he's trying to bring back to God, but the people don't want to hear God's word or submit to his will. So I guess the question is why I tried to ponder that this time. And, and I really think it comes down to because God's will for our lives includes sufferings, thorns, and crosses. And it's only through these trials that we indeed become wise and live a life of faith, hope, and charity. And Peter Craft has said something that I thought was really insightful. He says, God knows that spoiled brats are not happy, but saints and martyrs are. So sometimes God just needs to dupe us a little bit.
0: <laughs> so, I
1: like that. Uh, so the tagline for today is don't sin to fit in, Carla. Ah don't send to one. fit in. There we go. Yeah, yeah, very good. <laughs> well, let's move to the second reading. St. Paul to the Romans.
0: Yeah saint paul says do not confirm yourselves again back to your don't sin to fit in right don't confirm yourselves to this age but be transformed by the renewal of your mind we are literally surrounded by immorality and not just in the public marketplace but it also invades our homes you know and it ranges from dehumanizingly immodest clothing to vulgar and violent music, lyrics, television programs that normalize mortal sin. All we need to do is turn on the television or look at pop culture magazines to see just how deeply sin has taken root in our modern day culture. And this creates real conflict for those Christians who have to try and find a way to navigate through this mess. And it's even harder for our young people who are pressured by their peers and school teachers to abandon their Christian values and adopt paganistic practices, not only in their behavior, but also in how they think and talk. And for this reason, it is crucial to instill in our children a solid foundation in Christianity at an early age
1: yeah and you know when you talk about instilling Christianity I think this second line here is so important to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice and really what is that what does that mean because again to be able to develop these these virtues that are needed to live a Christian life in our world today the interesting thing is when you offer yourself as a sacrifice you give up control. And I think that's a very hard, not only for young, but even for old to be able to do, right? You're submitting the will to someone else. Of course, we know submitting our will to God is the right thing to do. It's just often hard to do that sometimes. So what it says here is be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Renewal of your mind requires a decision. So we need to choose to let God into our heart. We need to choose to decide to love him. And we need to have the courage to live according to his laws. You might remember that famous prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And how easy sometimes it's to say and how hard it is sometimes to live. But that, again, is our goal. Yeah, it is. Well, we see here in our gospel today, uh, right before this reading uh peter is blessed and, and is named the pope and yet no sooner does that happen than we have that first passion prediction and things peter feels very differently <laughs> doesn't yeah, he?
0: yeah peter was beginning to understand that jesus was talking about his own passion and death and that's when peter took jesus aside and he began to rebuke him this is so commonly the human response to life's difficulties when we see the hardships that lie ahead of us Most of us will come up with a better idea and immediately go to God with our plans and our suggestions about what needs to happen to make the situation better. That's because all we can see is the hardship. All we can see is the cross. We can't see how God may be planning to use this to bring about something good. All we want is for God to make it stop and put things back the way it was before. And I know this because I've responded that same way time and time again. And the end, God can bring about something good. I was talking to a friend the other day who recently received some very scary medical news. You know, she's a brave woman and she's faced some past difficulties in life. And through God's grace, she's come through it. She said to me that in looking back, She knows it was through those past trials that she grew into a better person and she developed a greater faith and she wouldn't have it any other way. And I completely understand what she meant. It is in suffering through the hard times in my life that I became stronger in my Christian values and my Christian faith. And just as with my friend, I can also say just as sincerely that in looking back, I wouldn't want it any other way because I'm a better person. I have a closer relationship with God because of what I've learned from suffering. And I also know that it's not over yet. There's going to be more as life goes on. And I hope that lessons from past trials and tragedies have helped to equip me for those that lie ahead.
1: There is indeed a demand of discipleship and there is no salvation without the cross. And I think you say that so well on us having to be able to offer those sufferings in order to become closer to Christ. Uh, And remember, the church is a hospital for sinners. We should expect our church to be limping forward as she fights Satan. You might remember, you will strike at his head while he strikes at your heel. So there will be suffering, but the final outcome is not death, but life in Christ. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through moderndayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app.